like nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man and we're back again welcome back to Woo-hoo. new nostalgic movie reviews from um, nerdy married man yep <laughs> <laughs> i'm yep. david i'm steven and this week we are looking at kingsman the secret service this is my good pick it's a Jeez. 2014 film it's rated r and it's two hours and nine minutes the synopsis for the film is a spy organization recruits a promising street kid into the agency's training program while a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius. Oh, it's so fun. The uh, This movie features uh, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Mark Hamill, Sophia Butella, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Caine, and Taron Egerton. Really fun movie uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn. I really love this movie because it is like a callback to old spy fun spy movies. Yeah, like cheesy spy movies like James Bond. It's exactly like that. Crazy villains, uh, more crazy plot and just fun characters. Well, and they even make a nod to that in the film by like there's a conversation between Colin Firth's character and Samuel Jackson where they're. Talking about, like, I miss the old spy kind of movies and, mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. And that's exactly what this is. But it's like a modern take on it. And they do it in a more fun way where it's not taken as seriously. Because, like, even some of the old spy films wanted to be serious. They just yeah. were laughed at <laughs> because of whatever. But this one does seem to be more on that, that this ridiculous is ridiculous side. <laughs> well, despite that tone though this movie has so much heart and feeling and it is just a wonderful story i love it so much a lot of the actors like really go all in for their roles they take it you know to level 11 all the characters are crazy and like the amount of just charisma they all have together is so great yeah like i really like one of the things that i love love is this is a very unique samuel L. jack's performance L. Jack- Samuel L. Jackson performance. Why I cannot mm-hmm. speak. Him speaking with a weird, like lisp, kind of softer voice, and then the funniest thing, and I love this character trait, and I laugh so hard every time this came up with him being squeamish of blood. Oh yeah, but him also being like this really twisted murderer and wanting to take over the world and do all this other shit, and every time he sees blood. <laughs> <laughs> One, I also love his character. Uh, I I saw in an interview or read uh, in an interview that uh, Samuel L. Jackson apparently used to have a lisp when he was younger. So it was actually easy for him to kind of bring that lisp back. And it just made the character so much more fun. Apparently, they tried a couple times doing it without the lisp and then with it. Mm. And with it just made it so much better. Nice. Speaking of like spy movie kind of shit and old spy movie, the gadgets in this movie are on point. Oh, so cool. Oh, the, the amount of things that like, cane umbrellas can do yeah. and the amount of things like all of the hidden stuff within the gentleman's suit attire. Yeah, like they brilliant. even do the whole like call back to James Bond having their watch have different gadgets in it, like an admi- uh, amnesia dart and stuff like yeah. that. It's so cool. <laughs> There's so many like little awesome ties with that. And I love all the things they did after this movie came out too. Um, they had a special tie-in little cartoon thing on YouTube with what's the late night host, the redhead Conan O'Brien. <laughs> they did a, a, a special thing where Conan went on a mission with Eggsy. And then they also did a, a tie-in uh, animated short with Archer. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and it's really fun because Archer ends up finding the Kingsman's tailor shop and he goes into their secret area and he finds all this secret shit and he's like drinking their brandy and stuff like that. <laughs> and 
uh, Taron Edgerton like goes like does like drinking contest with him, and he is like trying to like get ready to fight him or outsmart him, and Archer just chugs the entire thing and then falls down on the floor. Of course. <laughs> And then yeah, it there's just so many like funny things that they did with this movie, and the marketing for this movie was just brilliant. I really loved that their secret area was in a tailor shop, and yeah. they wore suits, so they never looked like they were anything other than tailors wearing their suits. As <laughs> and I was like, that's honestly kind of brilliant because you don't think. The guy wearing the suits, the one <laughs> killing everybody. <laughs> well, I just I love the way this movie plays, and you can really tell that the director like loved spy films growing up, mm-hmm. and also just loved the material. And all the cast just showed so much care for their roles. And speaking of like the violence and stuff in this movie, I think this this director was also the director of Kick Ass. Yeah, he was. So if you liked the violence and fighting and choreography in Kick Ass, you'll also gonna love it in this. Absolutely. It's so and well done. And one, a lot oh. of those stunts were practical. Mm-hmm. Um also like even Colin Firth, uh he did like eighty percent of yep. his own stunts and just because he wanted to. Well and one of the things the director really focused on, especially with cinematography, every one of the action things that are happening in this movie is in the center of the screen. So you never take your eye off the center of the screen. You are always watching the center. There's nothing unique you need to be seeing on the side. There's nothing where your eyes keep wandering. You are looking center screen the entire movie. You're always on the focus. Yep. And I was like, that's actually like something I didn't really like notice until I read that and then watched it. And I was like, Huh, wow, that actually really is like all center stage. Well, and apparently all like all the actors went through like extensive training. Like Colin Firth on top of doing a lot of his own stunts, he also worked out for like six months straight and just oh, trying yeah. to get into good physical shape to be able to do some of those flips and stuff. Um, I guess uh do we wanna go into more of our spoilery territory? Or yeah. or actually before we go, what how did you feel about this movie? Uh I it's one of my favorite movies. Um, you know that Audio, audio, the audience score on like Rotten Tomatoes, they they rate it pretty high, like 84%. Rotten Tomatoes is a little bit lower, but for me, I love this movie. You should buy it and watch it as much as possible. I just, it's such a fun movie. Yeah, I also agree. This movie is just a ton of fun. It's a very unique, modern spy movie. It's something that kind of came out of nowhere and kind of shocked the world. And a lot of movies stylize themselves kind of like this afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think movies like Baby Driver and stuff kind of came around the same time and all these like very stylized action movies that were just amazing. And I think this one's definitely worth a buy myself. Definitely. I think this is a movie that you're going to have a lot of fun watching. You're going to going to just like enjoy every bit of part of it. I actually... uh don't think I have any downfalls for this movie. Oh, wow. But uh, I guess uh, before we get to spoilers, next week we are doing our, another original versus remake. Kind of. The remake yeah. is more of a prequel. Yeah. But we're looking at The Thing versus The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Same title. <laughs> exactly. So go and watch those uh, and we'll catch you with those next week. Now on to the spoilers. Um, since you didn't have any downfalls, you said? I have no downfalls for All this right, movie. I'll go into a few that I had. I didn't have a ton. At the beginning of the movie, I really do think it is absolutely just undeniably the most terrible thing in the world that they miss a grenade. They capture a guy, they tie him up, 
and they are so methodical about every single detail and a lot of other things that it is just astronomically insane that they miss this guy having a grenade on him. And I know they make all the comments of, I, I shouldn't have made that mistake. I, I don't know how I made that mistake. And there are people that will make mistakes randomly, but it just seems so egregious to me that that mistake was made. Like if you capture someone, you're not searching all of them when you capture them, especially people who are known to do those kind of things and have weapons and stuff like that. Like it just seemed so egregious to me that that happened. And it, it seemed um, like I really didn't like that that happened to be Exy's dad. Why, why didn't you like that? Well, I didn't like that because 18 or like 10 years later or whatever, when the movie starts actually taking place or whatever, they have another random person that happens to die right at the time that Exy calls them. And it seemed like a little bit of like plot armor of this had to happen. This is specific exact way. A little too convenient. Yeah, just way too convenient. Like as soon as he's in jail and needs help and he just barely remembers the thing that he got told. Not even his mom got told when he was in the room. He remembers when he was like 10 years old to say on the chat. <laughs> and I'm like, that seems just way too oddly convenient that he would remember that one line in his time of need and not even know what it would get him. And it just happened to get him this amazing job immediately right afterwards. <laughs> like, it just seemed a little convenient. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm being nitpicky a little bit, but I mean, that is something that is plot armor. I had to say the same thing for a knight's tale with the face getting squished in. So <laughs> I hate in any movie, they did do this augmented thing with their glasses where they're seeing holograms with all the other Kingsmen mm -hmm. and they're all green. I really hate the, like, if it's augmented reality, then it could be showing the actual camera views of them. And it doesn't need to be this fake hologram green because they're not seeing them probably as green people. We're seeing them as green people, but we're not seeing them because it's with augmented glasses. So why are we seeing holograms if it's augmented? I just think that's their technology <laughs> they had. I feel like that's <laughs> really digging deep for I, I mean, yeah. The fake Barack Obama was very apparent, <laughs> which I know they probably couldn't use him when they were trying to just make a tie to probably just. Well, I mean, they showed it. the back of him. Yeah. And it, I mean, it sounded like him. It looked like him from behind, but they probably just didn't get the rights to have his face, um, I guess. I also, the X-Men plane coming from the ground ripoff is something that's done in way too many movies. And I get it because they're trying to hide it. But to the same extent, they did it the exact same opening way that the X-Men plane did. Well, was X-Men really the first one that did it? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But it's one of the things that a lot of people bring up X-Men every time that scene happens in movies. The plane coming out of the ground. <laughs> and they, well, it's always done in the same way. Like they didn't have like a cliffside where it could go out and they just had a hologram wall or something. Like they couldn't have done anything different. <laughs> But I mean, yes, I really also hated that Charlie came back at the end of the movie. Why? I, like, I knew that his he like makes all these comments about his dad being powerful and stuff, but his dad just being happened to be one of the hundred people in the entire world that Valentine wanted to be on his private place. Well, I mean, that that was on, there was only a hundred, I think, within that building. Yes, or a lot but, more that. 
and it would be Charlie's dad who would be that important, not Charlie himself. Like nobody else had their kid there. Nah, that makes sense. And so Charlie just randomly showing up to be the one to spot Eggsy was a little like, eh. like obviously they could have, even the girl could have spotted him, Giselle, because she saw him earlier in the tailor shop and knew he was the valet of the guy they just killed. Yeah. So they're like, oh, there's a tie. Why is he here? That makes no sense. <laughs> and so like they could have done it a different way and just have been just as good without having this random character show back up again for no reason. <laughs> like that was that was weird to me. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for downfalls for me actually. Yeah, I uh like I said I didn't have really any downfalls. I just the the movie was campy, enjoyable. But it oh, was yeah. it was a cheesy spy movie and I just love it. One of the things I love about this movie and it's I know it's a movie that I showed you recently, but I don't know if a lot of people know this movie, but the movie Mom and Dad that came out with uh, Selma Blair and Nicolas Cage, Cage had the same kind of style of effect of a frequency that makes you go insane. In that movie, it only made you want to kill your offspring. In this movie, it just makes you want to kill, period. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny that it was like the exact same thing, just on a grander scale and with more violence. <laughs> Oh, my other big, sorry, I did have one other downfall. My other downfall is how many people died during the 10 minutes probably of massacre across the entire planet? How much damage was happened? How much mayhem was caused? How long did it take to clean up? And I don't remember a single time that was brought up in the sequel. Hmm. (laughs) I just... how many, like worldwide, everyone in the entire world was just killing each other in any way, shape, form possible. People were driving cars into each other, driving cars off of buildings into other buildings, like doing the most crazy shit ever. Like it had catastrophic levels of destruction as almost bad as Endgame did, probably. And that was talked about in all their other movies and stuff. Chaotic. But this one did not talk about it again in this sequel. And I'm like, you brushed over a lot at the end there. That's that's a lot to well, take back. I feel like that's more of a sequel problem than this. Oh well, yeah, yes, yes. I so, agree. I mean, but it is just crazy how much damage still did happen. Like a lot of spy movies stop things before things go really bad or before the nuke goes off or something like this. And this movie had all the catastrophic fighting happening during the big fight. I think it was, that was made it more real. Yeah, it did. And I mean, I think showing the chaos was enough. I didn't think they really needed to go in much detail of, you know, this many people died, this much damage was caused. I, uh, for what it was, I think it was done really well. And I, I agree. And I, I, I do agree that it is probably more of a problem with the, sequel than it is this one because i don't see this as a problem in this one okay i was just wanted to bring it up because i thought that was a funny thing that never did get brought up again i'm like huh. wait this is massive though the amount of damage that happened at yeah, the end of this i haven't seen the sequel in a while so i i, I guess i'll have to yeah i want to rewatch it, it again just because because sure. i don't think it was ever brought up but on the, like the the highlights yes though, they're just so well like i guess the the big thing is the action sequences yeah they just have so much fun with it. And I mean, there are a lot of scenes with like CGI and stuff, but a lot of the stunts were practically done. And mm-hmm. a lot of the CGI has to deal with like the gadgets, I guess. Yeah. But um, 
I guess the the biggest scene that is the most fun is the church scene. Oh gosh. And that this fight in the church to the <laughs> song of Freebird. Yes. And it's just it, Oh. It's sh- uh played as if it were a one-shot take, but it was actually cleverly edited to mm-hmm. be multiple shots, but it looks like a one-shot. I will say my one of my favorite lines is right before this church fight. And it's when Colin Firth is about ready to leave this radical church and um this lady's like why are you leaving are you blah 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 or like she's like just badgering him like well you you shouldn't be leaving you should be here you should be hearing this message you don't need to be leaving right now and he's like i'm a catholic whore currently enjoying congress out of wedlock with my black jewish boyfriend who works in a military abortion clinic so hell satan and have a lovely afternoon madam And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> just bashing on everything this woman would hate in one <laughs> fling of a line. <laughs> and ending it with Hail Satan was so funny to me. I was like, oh my gosh. It's so good. And then him flipping the switch to make the chaos happen, which was fantastic. Well, and it's a, uh, the actors do so well going from, I guess, like normal behavior to having their aggression levels enhanced so much. Like even like Colin Firth, his acting going from normal, I'm leaving to, it it almost looks like he blacks out, zones Mm -hmm. out, and he just starts killing all these people while they're trying to kill him. And after like it all wears off and he snaps back in it and he's like, what just happened? Well, and he he comes out and he's like, I had no control. You just made me cool. All those people, what the fuck did you just do to me? How did you do that to me? Like, I am so baffled about what I just did in there and what you made me do in there. And then him having the memories of everything that happened during mm-hmm. that time is insane. Yeah. Like, how could you live with some of the things that some of these people did to each other during this time? Yeah. Like, the mom almost killing the baby and this. Like, I don't, like, that... Could you live with yourself if you murdered with a butcher knife your, like, two-year-old daughter? Like, holy crap. Like, that's what I was saying, like, with the chaos and damage that this movie caused at the end. Like, it is insane the things that some of these people did. Like, holy shit. At least the kid lived. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's traumatized forever. But but how many kids didn't? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How many babies were spiked? Or whatever, like, God. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's ultimate chaos. Yeah. That's what this movie was trying to ensue. And ultimate chaos brings unthinkable things happening. Like yeah. the amount of crazy kills just in that church alone with killing with Bible books, with pins, with guns, with knives, with, uh, uh, I don't even know what else, but like, and, just and everything, coat hangers, <laughs> like everything. Like it was just insane to me. What a- one one thing I really also enjoyed about this movie is the training that oh. all of the new recruits had to go to or go through. It's just so cool seeing them adapt and try to survive all these situations. And well, and uh, I I loved like the first training with the water, and he congratulates the couple guys that thought to use the pipes and the and the toilet. To get the unlimited breathing air. Yeah. And then he uh, congratulated Eggsy for realizing that was a two-way class. Yeah. And then, but he's like, but in my eyes, you all failed. Because there's one person that's collapsed, probably drowned in the room right there. The thing they failed to do was have teamwork and look out for each other. Well, and I love the, it's 
ultimately crazy. The one when they jump out of the airplane. Yeah. And they tell them that one of their shoots isn't real or whatever. Yeah, like one, one of them, them doesn't, doesn't have, have a, a parachute. And when all of them pull the shoot and Exley automatically pulls the girl's shoot because he's like, they didn't give me a shoot because I'm just the poor boy. Nobody actually cares about me here. I'm just here because Colin Firth wanted me to be here. No one actually gives a fuck because I'm not this ritzy gentleman type. I'm this chaotic <laughs> street kid. And so I love that when Marilyn's like, if you have a problem, you come whisper it in my ear. And he comes up there and then he just pulls the shoot and he's like, you had it all along. He says, you got to get that chip off your shoulder. <laughs> yep. And I was like, that was brilliant because it just made him think something bad was going to happen but they didn't mm -hmm. actually put them in grand danger exactly and that's one of the things that i actually loved about the training because it made them feel like everything was real but it wasn't exactly like when that person got left behind in the water scene and you thought they drowned you find out later in the movie everyone that lost actually didn't die or uh -huh. you know and a lot of them actually went on to work for the kingsman but in other departments they didn't yep. become the secret agents of you know the knights of the round table they went to go on and do like some behind the scenes, which stuff. I love cool. the Knights of the Round Table thing. And I love how they explained like them having the old money from like old times of all these property and all these people mm -hmm. that rich people that died and had all this money. And they just kind of gathered all of these funds. And well, even Galahad says, you know, we are still knights, but our armor is now suits. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love that uh, their main person that's behind everything and always watching all the missions is Merlin. Yep. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. One of the things that I found really funny in this is when they're picking their dogs and Exy picks the pug because he thinks it's a bulldog. It's a bulldog, right? It'll get, get bigger. bigger. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Made the comment that the leg blades leg blades on Giselle are cool as shit and a cool way for a double amputee to be a lethal force. But I wondered if the tip of the blade would get dull because it's kind of like her heel. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, it, it could be a thing. But I mean, the the way her leg gear is set up, um, there's metal bends that kind of act as the front half of the foot. And I think she mostly puts a lot of her weight on that. Yeah. And then she when she attacks, she can extend the blades out to kill people. So I, don't um, know, I just think that was really cool. One of my other favorite things is after that church fight, when he comes out and Samuel L. Jackson character actually shoots Harry in the head. And he like shoots, but like turns away, and then he's like, "Ooh." Uh, uh. Well, and I, I I like that scene because it subverts your expectation of spy movies, and they even joke about it right there. It's like, Several so times. is this the part that I tell you my evil plan, and I tie you up, and then you break out, and then win the mission? And he's like, "This ain't that kind of movie," and Damn. shoots him in the face and kills him right there. I'm like, "Holy crap!" Well, and <laughs> like they I, went there. I love when uh, Exy kills Valentine. And he stabs him. And he stabs him through the back, and the blade comes through his chest, and he sees the blood, and he's like, and it just immediately vomits. So he like gets stabbed, and then vomits all over himself, then falls over, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like it's so brutal, but so fantastic. Oh, and the heads exploding scene. Let's talk oh, <laughs> cinematography right here. In order to stop everything, they decide, ah, let's ignite all of the bombs in the heads and. Uh, it's it's set to this wonderful piece of music. It's, it's so great. There's... All, all the explosions go with me. <laughs> oh, it's so, so well done. I think it's like the graduation kind of theme or whatever. 
or I don't remember exactly what it. song, but yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> it was so stylized. Like, and, uh, pomp and circumstance, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Mark Hamill in this movie. Oh yeah, it was, <laughs> it was small. It was short, but just seeing Mark Hamill because he wasn't in a lot before this. After like Star Wars and stuff, I don't remember. I mean, he he did a lot of voiceover work. He still yeah. did. He still yeah. Did I mean, some he did like all stuff, the Joker and stuff. But... And he, if there was a couple lines that he said that almost sounded like the Joker, and I like laughed a little bit. I was like, ah, this sounded like Joker. <laughs> no, but it it was so good. I I can't say enough about it. But um. I guess, do you have anything else about it? Oh, one of my other favorite lines, obviously, is when he goes to the princess. If you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. I'll be right right back. back. (laughs) Like, okay. Oh, and I loved when he makes, he gets to the Valentine's party and the guy asks him if he wants a drink. And he's like, martini for 10 seconds while staring at an unopened bottle of vermouth. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, and it's kind of it makes it a montage to the uh, an homage. Or yeah, wow. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> an homage to obviously 007 uh, having the dry martini shaken, not stirred, or yep. whatever it was. And I just <laughs> loved the weird, insignificant detail of stirring it while looking at an unopened bottle of vermouth. Yeah, like was it like I would have almost loved it if he took a sip. You were looking at an open bottle of remuth. <laughs> it's, just, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. It, it caught me off guard. I loved it. Well, I, I like uh, the end of the movie, kind of how it is a callback to earlier in the movie with Colin Firth having the manners maketh man oh, scene, yeah. the fight scene in the bar. And then Eggsy gets to do it at the end and just uh, fling the cup at the her his mom's boyfriend, boyfriend yeah who's just an abusive asshole so it's really yeah. cool seeing that callback yeah but i think that's everything i have for it all right so go watch kingsman yes. and enjoy it uh join us next week for the thing versus the thing original remake ding, ding, ding. bye